The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Your brain needs support. And new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L-theanine, and caffeine. Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Thanks for joining us. This is Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Move through blocks and fulfill your passion and purpose. This is Stop Stopping Yourself with your host, Vincent Jenna. Well, good day, everyone. This is your host, Vincent Jenna, and I am coming to you live from North Carolina, Holly Springs to be exact, on this beautiful, rainy first day of fall day. I love it here at this time of year, Uh, especially if you've gotten tired of the hot weather. And quite honestly, I've gotten tired of 95 degrees. Keeps us from going out and walking and being more involved in the outdoors. But now we've got it's cooling off, which is fabulous. And and I love rainy, gloomy days. To me, they're not gloomy, but I'm talking more about the look of them. You know, that overcast, the sun's not out, the sky is gray. Those are cool days. Those are great. You know, they're a lot of fun and... um, They make you appreciate the sun and then a beautiful blue sky day with white billowy clouds makes you appreciate that more, right? So so we have to learn how to appreciate all the seasons here and, of course, Mother Nature and the Earth and take care of her. So we've got a good show for you today and next week, uh, but because we're combining it, today is part one on learning how to really manifest, right? There are so many, I don't know, steps, uh, procedures, uh, explanations on how to manifest, the law of manifesting and the law of attraction, that it really has been confusing a lot of people. And I've talked about this before, but I'm going to try to clarify things today as well as next week. So this is going to be two parts. You can't get this done in just one hour. And then exciting, hang around right at the end of my show because I'm continuing as a guest on Dr. Dream's show, Kelly Sullivan Walden, right after my show. So at 1 p.m., she comes on, and uh, we're going to be talking about a bunch of psychic things and see if I can help her 
So it's going to be a very interesting and an intense show. So just stay around and let's see what happens afterwards, okay? Uh, but I hope you've had a good week. Uh, sometimes uh, we hear so much about the numbers and what's happening with the coronavirus that we become numb to it. And I'm sure several of you have become numb to it already. I, I understand that. You know, that's what happens. Now you get to understand how we step out of the truly manifesting abilities that we have and step into the mundane world. Because after you hear about it for so many times and, and it, it, it becomes rote, it becomes habit, uh, you become desensitized. Or another word for that is you lose your passion for it. You lose your passion and your intensity for it. Okay, we're going we're gonna to do manifesting again. But life is all about manifesting. Right? Life is, I mean, that's what we're learning right now. And, and why we cannot forget the coronavirus, besides it continuing to go on here, and besides it filling our hospitals, I mean, thank goodness the United States has basically reached... 50%, I believe, of vaccinations now, which is a, a decent number. Decent number. It's not a perfect number by no means, but it's, I guess, better than what it was. And people are tired of hearing about it and talking about it and having it affect their lives, quite honestly. I, I, I get it. I get it. However, what you have to understand, and this has all to do with manifesting as well, you have to constantly re-excite yourself and raise your passion about things in life in order to change them. The things you want to change, you have to become more intense about, more passionate about. We're going to talk about that over the next two weeks, this understanding of how to manifest. And there's, oh my gosh, there's so many different opinions now. You've got to understand, I, I, I want to preface this week's talk and next week's talk with an understanding of how this human mind works completely. You see so many people that manifest incredibly, and then they're the ones that are going to tell you how they did that. Just like what's been happening to me on Facebook, I'm into exercising right now. I want to build my body up. So guess what's been appearing on Facebook? Of course, all of these uh, blogs and all of these uh, little uh, posts uh, from these exercise experts. You know, you get a half-naked man, of course, cut like hell, you know, with the muscles ripped, you know, all over. Of course, they're enticing. They don't ever put a fat guy on talking about you know, how to develop your muscles, they always put that that incredibly built guy on. And there's so many of them now. Oh, my gosh, out of the woodwork. If you click on one, you know what happens. Now you get 100, and it focuses all on that. And they're all talking about their method, their method, their method. And it gets confusing. Everybody wants to know, well, which method should I follow? If I follow this guy's, will I look like him? But then again, this guy looks pretty good over here. If I follow him, will I look like him? Well, the same thing is with the law of attraction. 
Right. There's so many people talking about it. You got, I mean, everybody, anybody who is in the metaphysical or new thought movement, especially, that's all about the law of attraction. From Mary Morrissey to uh, Cheryl Richardson to all the Hay House authors, all the other authors, they all tap in somehow, some way into the law of attraction. They've all written some kind of book out there. And the interesting thing is there are so many discrepancies. I, I wouldn't necessarily call them conflicts, but there's all too many ideas on how to manifest. So which one do you follow? You follow this one, it's still not working. Why do you think I've been writing my book, God, it's not working? For all of these reasons, because no matter which method you follow, it's not working. Now, does that make sense? Why wouldn't it be working? Why is it not working for me if it's working for them? And we've already discussed that because you really don't believe in it. You don't believe in yourself. But then what's making it work for these people? This is a great, 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 great question. And I'm here to answer that question. All of these exercisologists have one thing and only one thing in common. Their methods may be different. What they tell you to eat and how long to exercise you've got between intermittent fasting and all of these carbs and keto diet and uh, protein, got to get enough protein and amino acids. Oh, my gosh. All their information is, is just mind-boggling. So here's the thing, and this is what we're going to be discussing today. It's not about the information, and it's not about the methods. Life here isn't about the steps you take. It's not about what you follow, what you don't follow. It doesn't, it's not about the principles that you follow. And I keep saying this word over and over and over and over again. Oh my gosh, even I'm getting tired of saying it, but I can't get tired of saying it because it's the most powerful word in the English language. It really truly is. There is no word more powerful than this one. Love, the word love isn't even as powerful as this. Because in order to have love, you have to have this first. Are you ready? Belief. Belief. You can't experience anything without belief. Belief about who you are, belief about the process, belief about love, belief about God's spirit, belief about abundance, belief about you. Belief, that's the word. I actually wanted to have that tattooed on my arm, and I'm a chicken shit, and uh, opted not to. Gosh, it was hard enough for me to go get the coronavirus vaccination with a friggin' needle. Man, why didn't they do what they did with polio? After a while, it became a little drink. You just shoot down a shot. And I don't mean a needle shot. I mean a, you know, a shot, like a tequila shot. 
That was easy. Belief, the most important word in not just the English language, in every language, and in the spiritual language. Everything we're doing in this life, yes, to experience ourselves. Why? In order to believe in who we are, in order to believe in what we know. And so all these doctors, all these experts, all these luminaries, all these authors, so-called, that have all of these fabulous methods, they all had only one thing in common, their beliefs, their belief that it was going to work their way, their belief that it was going to work their way. Isn't that amazing? All your true spiritual teachers always said, your faith has healed you. It's your faith. And what is another word for faith? Belief. Belief and faith are interchangeable. Belief and faith. Not having the faith in something that doesn't exist, but having the faith that it does exist. Having the belief that the law of attraction exists then it becomes simple. It really does. It becomes simple. It's why you can then surrender. What are you surrendering? We talked partially about this last week. I touched on it. Surrender, that word. Surrender. I don't like negative words because they get such different connotations and interpretations from everybody that you don't even get a chance to understand what that really means. Surrender, when is that word used the most? When somebody's committed a crime. Surrender, otherwise we'll shoot you, the police say. You should surrender your wants and your desires. Now, with the, with the idea that surrender, and you see it on TV and the FBI story and all these shows, and you got in your mind, surrendering means you're a criminal. Surrendering means that you're doing something wrong and you got to let go of it. Now, now they use the exact same word in trying to teach you how to attract and the law of attraction. And they tell you, you have to surrender. And the first thing that pops into your mind is your arms go up in the air. And you go, I give up. I give up. Right? Isn't that what they do? They throw their arms in the air and they shout, I give up. And how many times have you done that to God? Spirit, the universe, whatever you want to call it, I don't care. How many times have you thrown your arms up in the air and say, I surrender? Oh, better yet, Carrie Underwood, um, uh, Jesus, take the wheel. Good Lord, Jesus, just take the wheel. Hallelujah. I'm giving up. I'm surrendering to you. Take the wheel, please, before I get into a car accident. Jesus. Jesus, take over my life. And Jesus is sitting there going, what the heck are you talking about? I already went through a life. I don't need to take over yours. What? Didn't you learn anything? Take control. Will you put your hands back on the wheel? The Tesla car isn't perfect yet, this self-driving car. You know, one of my friends that I did 
the European television show, they just went out, the couple just went out and bought a self-driving Tesla car and then took a video of sitting there letting the car drive itself. Holy crap, I'm not ready for that. And they live in Los Angeles. I can't get through the traffic there with my hands on the wheel or Jesus's hands on the wheel. Jesus wants nothing to do with the steering wheel in Los Angeles. You understand that? No. Now, I'm not going to get in trouble because you got into a car accident and you wanted me to drive it for you. Uh, uh. What do you learn from that? What does anybody learn? And just answer. Let's, uh, let's just talk about that for a minute. Jesus, take the wheel. God, take over. Universe, take over for me. I surrender. Where does that get you consciously? Consciously, where does that get you? Unconsciously, I can understand. You know, unconsciously, there may be some stuff that's in there. You know, the little kid inside of you with those negative feelings and voice. And you're trying to give over to your higher conscience and consciousness and have your higher soul, your over soul take over, the God within you take over. Wow. I don't know how many times that I have to say this to everybody. Even if you want the highest part of you to take over, you must do it consciously. Otherwise, there is no growth. There is no value in your God in you taking over. I'm giving you a moment to think about that and calm your anger down. There is no value. Now, will God, first of all, God does not take over. God does not take over. It'll work with you. Your higher source will work with you. Why do you think, answer me this, if you are meant to have the highest part of you take over your entire life, why don't you all hear your souls more? Why don't you hear that? Oh, you're thinking, well, that's because we're human and we're sinners and we have all this nonsense that's piled on top and it keeps us from listening to the higher part of us. Well, you, yeah, you're right. So you're the one that's supposed to clear that out, not so that your soul takes over. Your soul is trying to instruct and guide you and send you messages so that the conscious part of you and your mind, your conscious mind, can take over. Your conscious mind, that 2 to 5% of your entire mind. That's the reason why your soul is sending you messages. Not to say, let me take over, I'll take it from here. Your soul would have done that a long time ago. You'd just be souls. You wouldn't even come into the world with a human brain. You would just come here as spirits. Oh, by the way, we do that too. We have been on the earth without bodies. We did that in the beginning when our souls were very new and fresh and babies. So. God's not going to take over. Okay, just, just understand that. God's not going to take over. Your soul is not going to take over. Jesus is not going to take the steering wheel. It won't, and, and, and I know, I, I know you're going to get really pissed at this one. 
there is no spirit that wants you to be hurt in this physical world because it understands that hurt, pain, and suffering causes you to separate from the God source even more so. It does not bring you closer. It pushes you away further because then you have to deal with resentment and anger, frustration, all of those emotional feelings, the feeling of having been betrayed and and. Um, abandoned, you have to deal with all of those feelings. That pushes you away from the God source, not closer to the God source. However, the highest parts, the God within you, your soul, will let that happen. Your physical life is not the important or the most, let me, let me, let's hold on. I want to make sure that you understand this because I don't want it to sound like a contradiction. Of course, life here for you is important. It's no less important than your spiritual life in the heavenly dimensions. But why? It's because we're using this life to make choices. However, none of this matters really, truly other than the choices you are making while you're here. So if in the choice and the consequence you wind up suffering and hurting, that's what your soul does. It takes a deep breath and it huffs. Oh boy, here we go again. Oh well. Oh well. Got to get hurt. Fine, so be it. Didn't have to. But okay, let it be. Can't do anything about it. Not until he makes different choices. That's what the soul is saying. Along with God. Maybe maybe the God within you goes, but uh, more like, um, seriously... Seriously, didn't that just happen a couple of years ago to you and you just let that happen again? Come on, you're better than that. Come on. Come on, let's get your act together. You need to call somebody. You need to have a reading. Call Vincent Jenna, okay? You need a reading with him because he'll tell you what's going on. You got to stop this crap. So don't. Don't think anybody is there saying, oh, come on, let me take over. I promise you, your life is going to be a lot better if you let me take over. And all the Christians, all the Jews, all the Muslims, did you ever wonder why people follow their religions? There's a couple of reasons. The bottom reasons are um, because their family did, it's what they're used to, it's all they know. Another reason is because they're afraid not to because everybody else is, and so they don't want to stand out. Another reason is, or they're afraid not to just in case it is real. And then the rest follow because they believe, which is what makes then the religion successful. So now, how many religions are there? I can't, you can't even count anymore. They're so broken apart, 
And why do they break apart? They break apart because they don't work the same way for every person. Why? Because everybody is neglecting to see what it is that's really working. The law of attraction is just another religion. And it happens to be the same force that's in all the religions. It is. There's only a few that's only the new thought, new age movement that's calling it the law of attraction, the law of manifesting, maybe some Tibetan concept of karma. They believe in karma. But what is really working here? Let's get that common denominator again. What has been working in people's exercise program that cut their bodies and, and made them lose weight? Right? What? Well, all right, women, you can appreciate this. I have a lot of you women listening to my show today. Men tend to listen at night after work or early in the morning when they can't sleep. But, but, why do the, some diets work and some diets don't work? Why is that? Shouldn't the diet, why? Because every single body is different. You know what? Not every single body is that different. They all function the same way, which is the reason why we can have medicine. If every single body on this planet, 8 billion people, and their bodies all work different from each other, forget it. We'd never be able to help each other. We'd never be able to cure illnesses. But for the most part, the most part, of course, there's outliers. But for the most part, the bodies work the same. So what works for one, you would expect to work for another then. It's why some of these diet places do work, and they've been around for a long time. Weight Watchers has been one of them. has been around for a very long time. Why? Because it does work. My wife experienced that. It does work. And then, then you reach a plateau, right? You're trying to lose weight, and all of a sudden you reach a plateau. Why do you reach a plateau? Every doctor on the planet has another reason why you reach a plateau. Well, your body has become used to it. Now, we control our body. So how come all of a sudden our bodies get to take over? When do our bodies get to take over? Your body takes over when your mind isn't. How do we get into diets? How do we get into exercise programs? How do we get into everything new? It's all like this, what I talked about, New Year's resolutions. You have passion and belief when you first start out. It's the, it's the whole primary problem with life and existence here on this planet. You have passion and belief when you first start out. I need you to hang with me because we're going to be talking more about this on the other side of the commercials and find out why the passion and the belief works. I think you know where I'm going with this. I'm Vincent Jenna. This is the Stop Stopping Yourself show. And we're talking about how to really make the law of attraction work the right way, the way it's supposed to work. We're going to be talking about this for the rest of this hour. And then again, remind you to hang with me in the next hour with Kelly Sullivan Walden. But this is the Stop Stopping Yourself show. And we're going to teach you how to stop stopping yourself and let the law of attraction work.
Experience the difference. Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. Welcome back to Stop Stopping Yourself with Vincent Jenna. Yes, welcome back. I'm glad you're joining me today. And if you've just joined me, we're talking about the law of attraction and why it works for some and why it doesn't work for others and the correct way to use the law of attraction and make it work for you because that's what counts. So before the commercial break, we were talking about all these different people and all the different things that they're doing that work for them and then others try it and it doesn't work for them. And there is one word that is the cause of all of this and one word that is the success of all of this. And it's the same word. This one word causes things to happen or not happen. And the word is belief. What you believe in manifests. The truly is the bottom line is what you believe in manifests. We talked about surrendering and all of these, these nonsensical constructs and structures and steps on how to manifest. I mean, there's, I mean, there's steps, step one, step two, step three. There's so many books out there with steps. People love to see steps. I was even told to write my book in steps because people like steps. I hate steps. Steps don't come in order. Sometimes it's not like going up and down a staircase. We're talking about us, and at times we can act randomly and spontaneously. And so sometimes when we do step one, it doesn't work as well as when we do step five first. So get the steps out of your mind. Let's let's clear the slate of all of what you think works, of all of what you've been told that works. Let's just clear that for now. You can always pick it up at the end of the show. I don't care. You want to go back to old habits? I don't care. But but Albert Einstein said it quite clearly. You can't solve a problem with the same paradigm that created it, with the same set of beliefs that created it. So if you're not manifesting and creating for yourself, then you need to let go of those steps and let go of those beliefs on how to manifest and get a whole new new set of beliefs. There we go, beliefs. There's that word again. You're not going to eliminate that word out of your language, whether it be on this side of the veil or the other side of the veil. The word belief is the strongest word in the English language. It's the strongest word in our existence. It's belief. Belief in who you are, belief in your existence, belief in your divinity, belief in a, in a power, a source higher than ourselves and this life. And in actuality, it's not higher than ourselves. It's only higher than our human selves. But our spiritual selves, we're equal to it because the way it created us was by dividing itself into us, which makes us co-creators, C-O, co, meaning both together. It doesn't imply anything about one being weaker than the other. And yet when we try to manifest things here, they don't get manifested. Yet others are doing it. Maybe you need to follow every single routine until you find one that works. That's the other thing that you're told. Keep trying things until you find one that works. You know how frustrating that is? We were talking about dieting earlier. 
and you go from one diet to another diet to another diet to another diet to another diet, and it's all about dieting. Well, my daughter, who was on the show, remember, right? She lost close to 200 pounds, and it wasn't about dieting. And one of the things that she learned in her eating disorders um, outpatient class that she was taking on her own so that she developed a better mental attitude towards food is that you need to change your attitude towards food and have a different belief. Belief about food. It's not there to comfort you. It's there for your enjoyment and pleasure and sustenance. It gives you sustenance and nutrition to continue in your life. That is the purpose of food. It does not... It's not meant to pick up your depressed attitude or your bored attitude. So when she learned the proper way to think about food, she never used the word diet again. She had a different belief about it. So, so we were talking before, why do some diets work in the beginning and then, they, then you top off and you reach a plateau and they no longer work? It's because... The belief you had about it to start with, let's face it, when you start a new diet, when you start and do anything, let's talk about starting an exercise program, right? You're so hyped about it. And because you're hyped about it, you see some gains. Then the time goes by and it goes by and it goes by and it goes by. Now, all of a sudden, you're not seeing those gains anymore. You're not losing as many pounds anymore. You're not gaining any muscle strength or endurance anymore. Why is that happening? Oh, it must be the program. Got to switch programs. Got to switch trainers. Got to switch gyms. Got to switch the diet. My body got used to that diet. No, it didn't. Anything you try would work. Anything you try would work, and it does work, when you try it with a passionate, intense belief, a true, genuine belief. And in the beginning, you believe it's going to work, but it's hard to maintain that level of passion in it. And that's about everything in your life. It's very difficult to maintain passion in your growing and evolving here. I mean, every single day, you've got to wake up with passion. Even me, I'm over the top, energetic. Everybody talks about, oh my gosh, you have so much energy. I love your energy. I can't maintain this energy all the time, not 24-7. People think I do. I don't. And as the days go by, the energy can subside, and I have to do something to regain my energy. I do shows like this because when I'm talking and teaching and helping people, my energy flourishes, and I'm in the zone. I do events, I do classes, I do a reading, and I become in the zone. And being in the zone means that your passion, your intensity, your energy level, your vibration, I don't care what word you call it, they're all interchangeable. Gosh, you know, if we eliminated all the extraneous words that we don't need in the dictionary, do you know that we would only have probably a book that's 10 pages long? We, we have to keep changing the words because we don't like the original ones. We get tired of them. Even that we did. We had to change, right? You get tired of one diet, we created 100. You got tired of one religion, we created 1,000. I think so. 
How many states in the United States are there? There's 50. How many countries are there? How many cities are there? How come there's not just one? Well, because everybody has to have new laws. Well, how did that start? Because they got tired of the laws that you had. They got tired of listening because nothing was happening for them. So they went off and they created something different. Isn't that an indication? Look at what's going on. Look at the separation here on this planet, how we separated the land masses. We separated them so we wouldn't fight with each other so that we can maintain our own beliefs. Everybody is free to their own belief systems. No, they're not. You think you are. Freedom is an illusion. And everybody wants to have their own beliefs because they've forgotten who we are. But if you remembered who we are, there'd be only one big family. There'd be only one state, one country. And everybody would be speaking the same language. Oh, would that be boring, though? Wouldn't that be boring? All right, so everybody speaks a different language, but with the same set of values and the same understanding. There, there you go. That would make it pretty in a nice variety. But we divide ourselves because we get bored with the other person's practices and beliefs and maybe and because it stopped working for us. We don't know how to keep passion in what we do. How many exercise clubs out there? And they're all going to do it differently, right? My wife and I, I, as soon as I wound up getting on Medicare, I get free club membership to, oh my gosh, they have wonderful, wonderful benefits, all these free club memberships with your insurance benefit package. So I can go to any one, but you know how many there are out there? Each one says they're different. And yet I go into each one and they basically have the same equipment, the same weights and the same exercises. It's amazing. Oh, but they're so different. What difference does it make which one you join? (laughs) One may have a spa and a sauna, you know, a swimming pool. That's about it. But everything else, you're not going to gain any more muscles from the spa that had one set of equipment versus the other gym that has another set of equipment. It's hysterical. It's what we've become because we've become so bored with our own lives. We don't see the many facets of who we are. And so we lose our passion and intensity about our own personal lives. And because of that, you lose passion and intensity about every other element of life, including the law of attraction and manifesting. So that has to change. It has to change. And when it changes, next week we're going to be talking about the actual process of manifesting and how it works and how to make it work. This week I wanted to talk about why it didn't work and what you're doing to keep it from working. And of course there's different beliefs about it that you have to have first an understanding of how it works and what it does in order to tap into it. And there's so many examples of of how to do that, but it really is simple, and I'm going to keep the steps simple once we get to them, because manifesting is simple. You do it 24-7. 
you do it 24-7. You're manifesting everything right now. What's about ready to happen to you when you stop listening to this show you just manifested? You didn't know maybe consciously that you did. So we were talking in the first part of the show about surrendering and how that is a complete fallacy. We'll talk more about that next week, but I hate the word surrender. Oh my gosh, because everybody keeps saying it. Surrender, you got to surrender. Oh, better yet, you got to let go. You got to let go. You got to let go. Got to let go. There are two immediate instincts that a human child is born with. Two immediate instincts that a human child is born with. The rest wind up coming out on their own. But those two are sucking and grasping and holding on. Sucking and grasping and holding on. And the sucking makes sense because that's how they get nutrition. By sucking either on the nipple. You don't have to teach an infant how to suck. It sucks. You stick the nipple in its mouth and it begins sucking. It's an amazing process, but it really is. You might have to... Um, stimulate the sucking, and it's whether it's on the mother's breast or a, a bottle, doesn't matter. It's going to learn how to suck. The other thing a baby does is grasp. Put your finger in the baby's hand. They immediately close their hand around your finger. Why? It keeps them from falling. Baby, human babies are the most vulnerable of all creatures, and there's a reason for that, and that's another show. But grasping and holding on and sucking are two. So holding on comes with us from birth. And we just don't hold on physically. We then translate that into holding on emotionally. You hold on to your past. And it's all for the same reason. It's all out of survival. Believe it or not, it's about survival. If the brain was to let go of any of its thoughts or experiences, it would think it's not surviving anymore. The brain's job is to protect you and keep you alive and to hold on to things. There's a, there is a phenomena called the paradoxical phenomena or the ironic phenomena. And what the ironic phenomena is, is when you tell somebody to not think of a pink elephant, well, now all of a sudden everybody starts thinking about a pink elephant and can't stop thinking about a pink elephant. You know how sometimes you get those song tunes stuck in your head? Oh, my gosh, I do that. I wouldn't mind if the song tune that's stuck in my head is one that I really love, but it usually is one that, oh, my God, I'm getting tired of this. I can't believe I keep thinking about this song. I don't even take advantage of the one practice that helps with that. There is a reason. Your brain is trying to survive. So it knows or believes that everything you think is important in some way. And so it will hold on to specific thoughts or just randomly grab a thought and hold on to it. That's the paradoxical or the ironic phenomena. It will hold on to it. And the way to resolve it, that's because it's in the left brain. The way to resolve that issue is to whatever your brain is holding on to, try this the next time your brain gets stuck on something like a pink elephant in the middle of the room. 
Get a pad and the pen and write down pink elephant in the middle of the room. Don't forget. The moment you do that, your brain lets go of the thought because it now knows out of preservation, the thought is on paper. I don't have to hold on to it anymore. And you stop thinking about that thought. So holding on is very natural instinct for us. And it doesn't stop at just thoughts. It stops at beliefs. I'm sorry, it doesn't stop at beliefs. It continues with beliefs. It continues with feelings. It continues with fears. It continues with doubts. Whatever you send through your brain thinking, it will hold on to until you release it in some way, which is why journaling is so good, which is why the personification exercise that I've given out, which I will do again, works so well because you're writing something down. You now pull the thought out of your left brain, which wants to hold on to it, and you pull it into the right brain, which wants to release it. And that's why it works. Try that. Try that with something, and whether it be a negative thought or whether it be a song or whether it be the pink elephant and it's stuck in your brain. Just take a pad and a pen and real quick just write it down and watch how it changes it. It will. And we need to do that with all our beliefs that we're trying to let go of is write them down and say, I can let go of this. And then you have more of a chance of letting go of it. We want to hold on to things. So there is where the idea of surrender comes in is surrender or let go of some of the ideas that you're holding on to, including the ideas of how you think you're supposed to be manifesting. Because like I said, there's not a procedure or a step in the world that will allow you to manifest. It's not the steps that are working. It's not the steps. Step A from this author or step B from this author or another set of steps from this author, that's not what's working. It's selling books, plenty of them. But it's not what's working in your manifesting. Otherwise, there'd only be, you know, few books there would be out there if, if the steps work. The most successful book in the world, all the steps you need to get through life. There'd be one book in the library, one. Then we wouldn't need a whole big, giant, beautiful building to hold and harbor one book of steps that works for everything. But there is one step that works for everything. We wrote all the other stuff, stuff because we didn't believe. We didn't believe. We lost, when you lose and lost your connection with spirit, you lost the belief of who you are. That's, that's the beginning. And then that got perpetually given and shared from generation to generation because the parents who are raising you, the adults in your life who are influencing you have all lost 
that belief and have all been separated from source the same way. So the belief or the lack of belief, shall I say, gets passed down. And yet people will grasp onto things to say they believe in something when they truly don't. I'm in the Bible Belt, the Bible Belt here in North Carolina. 90% of the people who are in the Bible Belt in native North Carolinians who are Bible Belt Baptist believers, 90% of them don't believe in diddly squat, which is the reason why their lives aren't working. They didn't believe in diddly squat because their lives were hard and they walked away not believing in themselves. And it's all about belief. And the belief starts with the belief of who you are. Belief starts. You cannot believe in the law of attraction more than you believe in yourself. It doesn't work that way. You may think you can. But when I get on the phone, I get on the phone with all of these clients and I'm telling them what they believe because I see in them what they believe. And I see the outcome of their lives because of what they believe. And they say, oh, no, 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 no. I'm really spiritual. Oh, I believe in the law of attraction. Oh, I believe in, in manifesting. I believe in all of that. Yeah, but do you believe in you? My, I, 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 I believe. I think so. I, no, 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 no. You're wasting your time. You're wasting your time. I don't care if you know about the law of attraction. There's a, um, an enormous amount of information out there about the New Thought, New Age movement now. Every bookstore has entire sections devoted to spirituality, self-improvement, psychology, metaphysics, paranormal, all of those sections. And somewhere amongst those sections are several books talking about all how all this information about how to create the life you want and all of that, and it's still not working for people. So don't tell me you believe. You don't. But we're going to start and we're going to get you to believe. You want to manifest? You want to manifest? It has to start with you. Between this week and next week, I want you to do a task for me. I want you to write down what you think you believe in. I want you to write down what you think you believe in. Make them short sentences. Don't don't write a novel. Short sentences. Don't make a difference what it is. I believe in God. I believe in spirits. I believe in eternal life. I believe in, in um, the law of attraction. I believe I'm not a sinner. Whatever it is, just write it down. Just write it down. We're going to talk about those beliefs next week and why they're so important. Well, yeah, beliefs, that's the word, believe, believe, belief. And so funny because depending upon the time of year that you see that word, it uh, obviously it has a connotation that goes with it. When it's shown around Christmas time, it's about believing in Christmas, believing in the birth of Jesus and the resurrection, believing in Santa Claus, especially believing in Santa Claus, right? Belief. And when it's Easter time, it's believe in Jesus as your Lord and Savior. Believe in God. So, so this word belief has all different 
meanings to it depending upon the time of year that it's displayed. I think it's very funny, but it only means one thing and it should only have one meaning. All you have to do is believe in you and the rest follows through. You don't need to believe in Jesus. You don't need to believe in God. You don't need to believe in anything. You need to believe in you. And the moment you believe in you, you sit there and you go, well, yeah, yeah, I do believe. I, I think there is a God. Yeah, yeah. Well, I do believe in this stuff. I do believe in Santa Claus. I believe in all of this wonderful stuff. I believe. But the belief starts with you. And it's the belief that makes the diets work. And the loss of belief that makes them stop. You don't have to admit to me. You have to admit to yourself when you stop believing in that stuff. Because it gets tiring after a while for you. I know. I watch my own wife. She gets tired. When she first starts a diet, man, she's gung-ho. She lose 30 pounds over uh, several months. And then all of a sudden the holidays start coming around. And because, and I do it myself, I'm exercising and I lose weight that I want. And because I'm losing the weight, now all of a sudden I, you know, I give in a little bit more and have crappy food because I know I'm exercising or, or all of a sudden I find myself not going to the gym as much because, well, I already, you know, built up some muscles I don't have to put it, and I'm, I'm busy today, and we get caught up in the mundane world, but what happens is we just lost our passion. You've got to keep the passion going, people. You've got to keep the passion going about yourself and who you are. You will not survive without the passion going. You will just get bl blend in with the rest of life and everybody else without any major growth whatsoever or very minimal growth if you don't have the passion about yourself and who you are. Passion, passion, passion. And we're going to be talking more about this. Next week, we're going to be talking about all the different steps and how to actually make the law of attraction work for you. And we're going to talk about the steps that you don't need to take because we're going to throw away and teach you how not to follow any steps anymore. Hang with me during the next set of commercials because I am a guest on Dr. Dream's show, which is right after mine, Kelly Sullivan Walden. So you just hang in there. Don't go away. But have a fabulous week for those of you who aren't listening. You don't want to miss the next show. This is Vincent Jenna, and I am a psychic therapist and medium, and this is the Stop Stopping Yourself show. Have a very blessed week. Bye-bye, everyone. Thank you for listening to Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Hey, it's Radley Valentine. Join me for a brand new way of connecting with your angels on my new podcast, The Angel Tarot Show. Each week, you'll meet your angelic guides and guardians and find new ways to unlock unconditional love, tune into your intuitive abilities, and create the joy-filled life that, well, you've always wanted. Plus, you'll get a useful and timely energetic weather report, bringing you guidance for the coming week. Tap into the healing, hope, and guidance that's all around you on The Angel Tarot Show, exclusively on mindbodyspirit.fm.